Hey, welcome to a totally awesome tubular rad podcast today. Today we're going all the way back in time to the 1980s to take a little trip down memory lane. I hope you feel the nostalgia. Are you ready, Ginger? You are such a dork. You know what? Gag me with a spoon. Are you tired of being alone with your own thoughts? Do you need moral support? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Shara. And I'm Ginger. And we invite you to the table as we share stories, conversations, and moral support from our view as middle-aged besties. Let's go. Well, I guess it pretty much is covered when we say we're middle-aged besties because we share a shared experience from a generation gone by. Yes. It is now, I guess, considered the olden days Wow. Uh, we're vintage. We're vintage. We're classic. Our we're, toys are in the vintage section. Yeah, you can go to an antique <laughs> shop and find the things I used to ask for for Christmas. So we actually both were born in 1973. Yes. So we're not technically 80s babies, but from 8 to 18, the growing up years, yeah. we are 80s kids all the way. That's where we were living life. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> all the formative years, really, of adolescence and young adulthood, 8 to 18. We lived our best life in the 80s, and it's a different life. It is. Than it is today. It is. I mean, I don't know if I, – I know they could survive today, but I would love to have the experience to put today's kids in a, a week in an 80s world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wouldn't that be interesting? I wonder what they would miss the most. Uh, probably gadgets and – I think technology, technology has been the most transformative. My 80s were gadgets. Gadgets. <laughs> Remember Go-Go Gadget? <laughs> I don't know if that was 80s or not, but it was a cartoon that um, was is kind of an older cartoon. But there was there's slang, there's you know those catchphrases from the 80s that still persist today, or um, they do with us. They do with <laughs> us. Some of my favorites, um, of course, you called me a dork. Me and my uh, best friend Joy used to call each other dork all the time, but it was a term of endearment. Yeah, you're, you're such, such a, a dork. dork. Yeah, <laughs> or I think you've called me a dork since yeah, I've been here. Or, you know, no, uh, no doy. It's like no duh, but yeah, doy. No what, what I don't even doy? know where it came from. But. I remember when, I mean, a boy, it was like, oh, he is so fine. So fine. Oh. That's so funny. And then if they weren't, it was grody to the back. <laughs> I think we said a lot of like barf and stuff like yeah, that. Big whoop. That's where that comes from. So, um, you know, where's the beef was a big thing because the Wendy's had a big ad about it. Where's the that was a very effective ad or take a chill pill. I still say that. Yeah, you do. I don't even know where it came from, but it, it's a very effective and still used today. But, you know, the 80s were a times really, for me, I guess, of innocence in a way. It wasn't a completely innocent time, obviously, but uh, I- They were simpler times. There you go. Simpler <laughs> times. Did you, growing up, in your neighborhood in Texas, mm-hmm. obviously, did you um, play outside oh. without a fear of being kidnapped or never even thought about it? Yeah, never even thought about it. I feel like not only were the times safer, quieter, they were. We also kind of lived in a a sheltered state in general, not state of Texas, but right. our lives were very sheltered. So we were just the times were easier, safer. I mean, but then you and I also lived in a very secure... Yes. We had stable families and probably a decent neighborhood. And we were pretty blue collar. My dad was a welder, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My My, dad um, would come in from the 
it was called a plant or the refinery every day and she would have dinner on the table and it was very functional. But I will say that I think today the dynamic is more communicative. Used to, it was everybody just kind of did their role. There wasn't a lot of sharing. I mean, if I had a problem, I don't know that I would feel free talking openly about it. It wasn't really that kind of culture back then. But uh, it, and I remember also growing up, I mean, my house wasn't small. It was nice. Yeah. But looking back now, I think it would be, cause, I mean, me and my sister shared a room, never thought anything about it. Yeah. And, um, but I thought it was huge yeah. at the time. And you go back and like, oh, wow. But so many happy memories um, in, in the home I grew up in. I absolutely loved it. And my mom always kept it. Oh, and really nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Ours too. Same thing. But the, the fashion, um, it's kind of embarrassing when we look back at pictures and yearbooks. I'm, I'm sort of sad we didn't have social media back then to document, but I'm very glad. Although we just both posted on Father's Day. That's true. And documented us. And we were both wearing the brand Leslie Lux. And you With can go look at our pictures or we could provide those puff sleeves yes. and the, the puffed hair, the puffed hair. You know, there was an art to that. Oh, my what word. kind of hairspray did you use? I used everything from rave mm-hmm. to something called stiff stuff, stiff stuff. And it wasn't aerosol. It was the pump spray. It was like a liquid glue. It was. And then, and, and how did we ever wash it out? I don't know, but you had to wash it way more frequently. Yeah. I would use Rave or Aquanet, not really Aquanet as much as Rave, Rave 3. Oh, 100%. And then use the blow dryer to hold it out hold and make it the out away from your face and make the little wave and or wings. up high too, if you had to make the curve. Yeah. So that's a pro tip, styling tip. If you want to make huge, right. this is now a fashion your channel. Hair stand out five <laughs> inches from your head on all sides. That's it's right. a blow dryer with um, and hot sticks. Hot sticks. But you know, fixing your hair for an event. Started with washing it. Why do we call it fixing your hair? Fixing your hair. I never thought about it until right now. Well, what is it? Styling your hair? Styling. Uh, Fixing it. I mean, was it broken? (laughs) I mean, ours was fixed. (laughs) And back then, my mom used to fix hair, like for older ladies for the generation ahead of us. Once a week. They just had a hairstyle and they had a hair stylist. My grandmother, I remember this in the 80s, my grandmother came over every Saturday my grandmother and my grandfather and my mom fixed her hair and it was top to bottom. She washed it. She set it. Yeah. And then she fixed it. And in the meantime, my grandfather went into town. I love it. <laughs> we didn't live in the country, but yeah. went into town and bought some groceries, bought them back. And then we would all eat dinner together. But that was Saturdays. Wow. Isn't that funny? But the whole fixing the hair thing of that generation of precious, precious godly women yeah, that probably just didn't know what to do with it, or that was just the fashion of the time. And if you had that skill set of fixing hair and they would put, you know, a little bit of stuffing in it, a little yeah. bit of, my yeah. mom called them rats. I hated that, but it was, um, to help get full, you know, yeah. to make it, if it was getting thinner, she fixed my Maybe gra- I need one of those in my grandmother's 50. hair. <laughs> she used to um, fix their hair and it was a special time. They would could sit and talk and slow down yeah. and yeah, um, it was really neat. There was a lot of that in general in the 80s. It was slower. It was slower. We did sit and talk and we visited with people. Yeah. And people would come over from time to time and have fellowship. But there wasn't a lot of technological things to distract us. I mean, we would spend quality time with our boombox and cassettes and music. That's I remember sitting at my grandmother's house for hours and hours with a microphone that she had hooked up to her 
parent was a very fancy stereo for the time and blank a cassettes and recording myself singing or I'd play a tape on one side and, and record myself singing it with the other. I mean, it was a very low tech studio. But, <laughs> Don't you wish you still had those? Oh my goodness. We and used I would to record do that. them and they would act like I had just gone to Nashville and recorded an album. <laughs> Make me another one, play it. And I, you know, it was so affirming. My mom used to, we had a big console stereo. It was a piece of furniture in the living room, in the formal living room. And she would put a stack of records on and it would be Merle Ewing and it would be Mickey Mangan and it would be, um, oh, I can't even remember. But you think about the musical choices in the 80s. I mean, we, I guess we had, there was gospel music going on and stuff, but in our circles at church, it was still really limited. I remember, um, Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. Coming out. Leon Patillo. Leon Patillo. Larnell Harris. And oh, Sandy, Sandy Patty. Patty. Oh, if there was anybody I wanted to sing like, it was Sandy Patty. I tried to emulate and copy. And I ended up even recording a lot of her songs when I got yeah. older. And Russ Taff. Oh, Russ Taff and the Imperials. Oh. Listen to the, is that, listen to the Shepherd of Jesus? Is that the Imperials? World makes someone's going to comment. I'm doing it wrong, but I think that might be it. And then Rich Mullins. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about him, but he, he was, was a little more. But he was still contemporary for his time. Carmen. Carmen. Sundays on the way. Oh, my goodness. This, this reminds me of when you could do Christian night at the skating rink. Yes. Monday nights were Christian night. 100%. One of the only concerts or first concerts I ever went to was a Carmen concert downtown Houston. I can still remember walking down the street with all these other. Christian people going to this concert and it being so radical for Jesus. <laughs> Sunday's on the way. Yeah. And I was still a little confused at the time because there was no social media. Churches weren't streaming. No. That wasn't a thing. So I didn't have a lot of exposure and I was kind of stunned. Everybody wasn't like us. Yeah. We've got everybody. It's a generic term, but I thought like when I saw covers of albums and stuff, I was like, oh, oh okay. And then you, you had to do this whole thing of is this okay? Yeah, I know. It sounds strange. That's our sheltered bubble, Yeah, though. absolutely. Also, I can't- it- like music really was kind of, I mean, records, Merle Ewing, Bobby yes, Shemake, but yes. it was very limited. I have to mention one of my favorites from the 80s is BB and CC. Oh, yes. Oh, my word. BB and CC Winans. Oh. I wore that tape out. Over and over and over. Don't cry for me. Uh-huh. Don't shed a tear. Time I spent with you. Her voice was always really <laughs> yes, thick. And, yes. um, I don't even so know that- all you newbies, if you're young, you're thinking Cece is all the rage now. We were loving BB and Cece back in the day. Yes. They um, were amazing. They were so good. But church music was, I remember it being such a big deal to get just a chorus. Oh, yeah. Because we sang from the songbook. Page two. Oh, always. I want to see him. Yes. I love all of those. But you know what? All the song leaders at the time were men. They were. It was very uncommon for um, women to lead worship, but I, you know, I love the men leading the singing. Oh, we it didn't know it's different. Right? It was just song leaders and it was turned to page two, turned to page. And I always loved it when we did Heaven's Jubilee because it was faster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'd have some shout downs too. Yeah. We yeah. did. We we still had good church people, still got the Holy Ghost, still, you oh, know. There was a revival, absolutely. And sometimes the revival came with fear and trembling. Ooh, this is a little different back yeah. then. Camps. It's camp season right now. It is camp season. Right. I got in fact, 1980 would have been the year I turned eight. And, and I was I went to Crusader Camp and, and Lufkin. Yes. And I got the Holy Ghost. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm glad to know that you have it. Thank you. 
you're a dork. <laughs> and uh, so I got the Holy Ghost. I had to go to the pay phone to tell my mom because cell phones weren't a thing. Did you call Collect or did you use a calling card? I probably called Collect. Yes. I don't know. But there was all the terms that my kids probably don't know is mm-hmm. emergency breakthrough. Yeah. Callway. Party line. 411 uh, information. And, and even a like a, a corded phone. Like we didn't have cordless phones. No, that was huge breakthrough when we had that. Remember rotary phones? Anxiety. I still have nightmares. No joke. Occasionally I'll have a nightmare where I'm trying to make an emergency phone call and I'm using that rotary phone and you do one wrong number and you have to wait and hang up, start over. Oh my God. I mean, we lived before answering machines. The phone would just ring. And if you weren't there to get it in time. The phone would just ring. It would just ring. We used to stay home. It's like, he's going to call. He's going to call. I can't leave. He's going to call. And then we'd dash for the phone. And if someone called while you're on the phone, you get a busy signal until we got call waiting. That's right. And then there was 411. You call to get the um, information number or yeah. get the weather or the time. Yes. Because you weren't looking at your phone for that because there was, didn't it wasn't that. digital. <laughs> And, and then we had phone books. Everybody had different, uh, the same area code pretty much. Oh, yeah. And if you called outside of your area code. It was expensive. Outrageous. He was in Chicago. I was in Texas. And we would have to do, it was long distance. So we would call late at night. It's like, because it got it cheaper, cheaper yeah. at like 10 or 11 after that. And then when we got cool enough to have pagers. Oh, uh, I never had, I was never that cool. Oh, well, you know, that's what you get for being a dork. We skipped right over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that. What did we skip over? We skipped over fashion. Oh, we can't. Like we jumped straight to hair and we left. So neon, did you wear neon? I did wear neon. I have a a very clear image of my head of me wearing, we had a field trip to the rodeo and I had this fishnet fluorescent yellowish green fishnet vest (laughs) that I wore with a headband, not on my hair, but on my head. Yes. A headband was on your head, but your your, yes, the front of your, head, kept your forehead. In my mind, I was saying for your, <laughs> your forehead and then huge hair. And I had pink, like now we call them punk rock glasses, not pink, the neon yellow yeah. punk rock glasses. And I had to have a Jordash jean skirt. skirt, jean skirt. And I don't know if I was wearing Keds or not, but I but, wished or maybe I had been. jellies. Or jellies. Jellies. And anything acid washed. Oh, yeah. And then my brother. Sorry, I didn't mean to snap at you. Parachute pants. Oh, yes. Parachute pants. <gasps> yeah. With the, yes. And vans. He wore, vans are cool now, but they were first cool in the 80s. And then the guys also like folded and rolled their, the ankles yes. of their pants. And this is a little off topic, but my brother also had a waterbed. Yes. It wasn't as comfortable it was, as people thought it was, but they thought it was the coolest. It was the coolest. They were more fun to like, just get on to it. jump on and try to pop popier. Yeah. But we also, even though we lived in Texas, we would wear leg warmers. What was up with that? I mean, why? That's not even leg warmers. And you know what? Hose was a thing. Oh yeah. Colored and your dress, your hose and your shoes matched. Oh. Even if it was yellow or Royal blue oh. or white hose. Glad we made it out. All right. Oh, wow. But, um, church. Okay. Fashion. Was you know? Oh no! I, I want to add one more thing to fashion: uh, Swatch watches. Those were. If you don't remember that, I feel sorry for you. But they were so cool and so affordable. They were. And Keds, of course. We Keds. Did we say Keds? Yes. Keds, Vans. I have Keds at home right now. Things that never. They circle back, don't they? Yeah. 
But I feel like the Keds style shoe was popular even in the 50s. Yeah, you're a probably little right. Maybe it was just the brand. So I. So yeah. what was your favorite uh, or most memorable 80s toy? Oh, wow. I was a Barbie girl. Oh. I had the three-story Barbie mansion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Car. I even, Did I you have the pool? I had the pool. Okay, confession time. Did you ever cut your Barbie's hair? I don't think so. My, I had a friend down the street and she wanted to cut their hair and I've never felt more like convicted in my whole life than when we cut the Barbie's hair. I felt terrible. And my mom used to always make sure our Barbie stayed clothed. That's so funny. You know what? My great grandmother used to make Barbie clothes for me. I wish I still had those. Wouldn't that be special? That would be special. They were well done. She did them just hand in honor. So did you say you had a Barbie pool or not? I had a Barbie pool and I had two Corvettes. One of them was just the regular. And then I got one that was yellow and it was remote control with a wire. You were the cool kid. I was. You should have come to my house to play. But I also loved strawberry shortcake. I loved strawberry shortcake. And apple dumpling. Yes. And blueberry muffin. And the dolls used to smell. They did smell good. They smelled good. (laughs) (laughs) They smelled like the name of the doll they were. Strawberry blueberry. Those are making a comeback. And I had, oh, they've been back. I have a, uh, I had this, the um the lunch kit the little metal strawberry shortcake lunch kit. I did too and Holly Hobby Holly Hobby was my sister's thing she loved Holly Hobby that was uh, that was her jam hey Cabbage Patch Cabbage Patch they were so cute my mom like I feel like she went uphill in the snow in a blizzard to get me that's not, what not, there were lines I mean if you don't know anything about that just Google the Cabbage Patch. Craze. 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 And just look. I mean, there's got to be pictures. I don't know how stuff. she did it, but she managed. She what always made my name? Christmas morning your- wish come true. My mom's name was Lavelle. <laughs> and she was my angel that always got the hard gift to get. So Christmas morning, I opened up this brown-headed, you know, the yarn hair, pigtailed, little chubby-faced. Maybe that's why I love chubby babies, because my Cabbage Patch doll, Sally Ann. Oh. Mine had blonde, curly, tight-to-her-head hair, and her name was... Not as cute. Albertina Brooke. If your name is Albertina, we do apologize, but we do like Brooke. Albertina is very... Un- not- I've never even heard that no, name. No, not... No. Except I've, for my Cabbage never Patch. Heard that. But guess what? I still have my Cabbage Patch. Wow. Yeah. There is your retirement. <laughs> you think? I don't know. It's not... Maybe not, because people used to think they could get rich off Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident that my mom thought that was our ticket to... <laughs> to the next level of uh, financial independence. That's so was funny. her beanie babies. She still has them somewhere. I'm pretty sure of it because there was just that feeling. If they had the tags on them, get the rarest one. If you had that little elephant or that little tiger. Also, I mean, you want to get in trouble? Rip the tag off of one of those. Oh things. yeah, now then it's worthless. Then it's just a stuffed animal, <laughs> which a useless spoiler alert. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a beanbag chair? I don't think I ever had a beanbag oh, chair. I, I wanted lime one. green. Oh, a beanbag chair. Did you have Atari? I did. One joystick, one red button. Dun, dun, dun. Do you remember, Pac-Man. Dun, speaking dun. of Pac-Man, do you remember when Pizza Hut used to have indoor dining? We'd go there after church or Maggiano's. Maggi- yes. Maggi- no, 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 Maggio's. no. That's the Italian place. Maggio's. Maggio's. Um, you, we didn't have one nearby, but anytime I'd go... Visit anywhere. That was their after church pizza place. Yes. Maggio's. Or Mr. Gaddy's. Mr. Gaddy's. They had TVs the size of Utah. Um, and uh, we'd go there to. to After church. Sunday oh, yeah, night. To hang Always. Out. 
And they would have a little... You had to put a quarter in and play Pac-Man or Asteroids or Centipede. Yep, Donkey Kong, Frogger. Yes. Yep. How wow. funny. I'm just so, gonna... You know what? That was so fun, though, after church. Everybody went. Yeah. You know what else we used to do? On like Friday nights, we'd ride the strip. Just go cruising. Just cruising. Nothing just else literally to do. one, like three block piece of... See, that was like small town things that we didn't get to do being in Houston. But when we got older, we would go downtown, not downtown, but to the Westheimer area. It was probably way more dangerous than we realized, but we were people watching, hanging out, just cruising. Isn't that crazy? I would, it probably wasn't a good idea. I don't know. Well, yeah, but like where I lived, it was all the people I already knew. But in Lufkin at camp meeting time, that's what we would do. We'd just cruise the hotels, go from parking lot to parking lot, see who was hanging out. Yes. It was so crazy. And if you, you, you lost see somebody. Him. You just lost them. You just lost them and hope that you... How did we make I it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We survived somehow. Oh, that's camp. Sophia's at camp right now and she's having a great experience. But youth camp, for, I went every year from when I was eight to probably 16 or 17. First time I ever heard the name Shara Hammer was at camp and they called you up to sing and you were sitting like about seven or eight rows in front of me, but it was... We were just down the center, and you stood up to co- go up and go. I don't remember what you sang. That's crazy. Yeah, we used to call it Singspiration. Yes, people would nominate people to sing, and they would go up. What would I have sing? Maybe he's still working on me, or No, I'm not perfect. Oh, yes, haven't yet arrived, but I'm on my way. Or Oh, you can't go to heaven on roller skates. At that age, this was not kids' camp. Games. I don't know. But I, there wasn't a lot of song choices. See, I, I would have thought more like, I give you Jesus or something like that. Maybe I did. Because this would have been senior camp. Okay, senior camp. Yeah. But I think I started singing even before then. Oh, I'm sure. But I wasn't there. And you probably don't remember this, but when I was little. Um, I don't remember when <laughs> we were little. <laughs> we used to do, um, I remember growing up in the church I went to before I went to Life Tabernacle when um, I was around eight, nine, maybe 10. And we would do musicals. One Kids was musicals. Um, Down by the Creek Bank. Yeah. Some of you listening may remember that, written by Dottie Rambo, or Music Machine. Music Machine, Music Machine, the something like no other gadget that you've ever seen. That's funny. Or, um, and then I have this stark memory of my this the smaller church that I went to in Laporte, of, of Nona Freeman coming. Oh, wow. And just being in awe of her stories. First of all, women ministers, preachers, yeah. missionaries. And she was such a lady. She was. These little heels and just. So dynamic oh. and full of faith. And it made an imprint on me. I was like. The, me too. My imagination just went wild. With you know, funny memory. And I actually just shared this recently. Um, I remember thinking like her and these other iconic women in ministry, mm-hmm. like her Vesta Mangan, whatever, but I specifically Nona Freeman, like, wow, I want to be like her. And then I found out how she got to be like her. Yeah. I was like, never mind. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll just, it's okay. Because, I'll just admire her. Yeah. Go read her books. If you haven't read Nona Freeman's books, go read her books. Yes. Those are just amazing. I don't even know how you get your hands on them anymore. Total Hero, probably PPH has them, um, if it's still called that. I think it is. Yeah. But um, but at camp we wore badges. Yes, those big floppy. And if you dated a guy, oh yes, not dated. If you you swim badges, we called it going together. Yes, you were going with someone. Yes, because he was fine. He was fine. 
blow my mind. And, <laughs> and you would get their badge or they would sign right on the back of your badge. I know Rob wrote on the back of mine when I was 16 or 17. Yes. You switched um, badges. You switched badges and they would invite you to sit with them. Yes. That was a thing. How did we ever get anything out of the message? Yeah, we couldn't like. We just sat yeah, together. We just sitting together. But that was like, okay. That was like, ooh, and it was all the rage. Oh, yeah. Everyone together. knew you were sitting together. That was, oh, and during the day, there was nothing for girls. No. We watched the boys play softball. Period. And after church. Watched them play basketball. Watched them play basketball. And locked out of the dorms. That is true. In between. There and was, it was no getting in. 30,000 yes. degrees. Okay, humid. this is not about camp, but did you used to lay, my sister used to lay out with and use foil oh, and like Crisco or baby oil or baby oil. I mean, it's a wonder we're not just shriveled up little raisins, but to get, we're the not. Sun, <laughs> <laughs> to get the sun and sun in. Oh my goodness. Um, but did you go to public school or private school? Public school. Oh, yeah. So what was that like? Public school, you know, the eighties still had, and of course we were in Texas. So mm-hmm. there's a bit of a Bible belt. True. You know, but, and I was not in a huge town. Sherman is, it's now larger than it was then, but I went to a big school. It was the only high school. Okay. Um, it, there was still, the 80s still had a moral code that some things were just still taboo right. to everybody, to the majority, I should say. Right. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure that there were things going on. Sure. But they were perimeter. They were minority. I mean, ever all of my friends went to church. They didn't necessarily go to my church, but it was one of those things like if you didn't go to church, it was strange. Right. It was a more of an outlier anomaly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, like um FCA was still a thing. Um was it FCA? I don't know what that is. Or FFA? No, that's no, no, Future that. Farmers of America. Well, um, something about Christian, oh, if any of my friends are listening to this, something about Christian athletes. Oh, okay. Something like that. And I mean, those were big. In fact, the most popular people in school were like good Christians. I mean, they had Bible study and they mm-hmm. went to, so that was kind of my upbringing and my experience. And like, you know, things that were very well known and commonplace now were very naughty and secretive then. Yeah. I mean, even drugs drinking. I mean, it was still a, um, tab. It was something that there was a level of shame or secretiveness. It wasn't out in the open on display. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, I, I was allowed to have friends in public school connect with them, go to their houses because we were all kind of, yeah. Even if we weren't going to the same church, we were all living mostly, you know, decent lives. We're smoking and drinking. Yeah, exactly. Partying. Yeah. So, I mean, there definitely was that bubble at home of protection, but then society kind of kept us in a, a safe feeling of place. I, I know it, it was a safer place. There's no two ways about it. It just what was. was your um, first car. My first car was a Nissan Pulsar. And here's how my mom and dad brought it to me. They called me out of college, not college. I didn't go to college in, I was in, never mind. I was in high school and I get this message because we didn't have cell phones. I get this message. They bring it to me the administrator brings it to me in class. Like your mom is picking you up from school. Well, that was, oh my word, something, there's an emergency. I'm panicked. Something's bad. I'm gathering all my stuff. I go to the front to be picked up and she pulls up in this little tiny sports car looking thing. They pulled up, I think. And that was my new car. 
as a Nissan. What was yours? Mine, I shared with my sister uh, the 1988, I think, white Mustang. Nice. And then my first car was a 1991 red Camaro. Wow. Yeah. And I thought I was living the life. It I was, guess so. It was a beautiful car. I don't know what they were thinking, but thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad, for my, yeah, yeah. For my car. But um, music was a, a huge thing. The whole Walkmans, the cassette tapes. And I was actually, you know, I very familiar with 80s music because I grew up with it, but there was some rock music at the time that my brother listened to. He he wasn't really all that interested in church and uh, he would listen to like ACDC, Black Ooh. Sabbath, scary stuff. And we would have rock seminars. At camp. Which means, and at our church too. Yeah. Um, they would come and play these songs and tell us the meaning behind them or play them backwards. Back masking. Yeah. And they would say, I decided to smoke marijuana or something like this. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. I didn't do it. And I just could feel the demons coming through the sound waves into my soul. Those so I would were just some like, more altar calls after like, that. And, or if I heard one playing, I would just in the back seat or had to ride with somebody that was playing what I thought was devil music. I would just plug my ears and be like, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Try to keep it out because I was so afraid. I was um, terrified of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I they mean, scared us good. They scared us at camp too. They scared us like Jesus was coming any second. Oh, or I will never forget. We had a reservation in hell with our name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a message from Texas camp and it was the point of no return. And at 17, I was sure I had crossed it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that horrible? It's traumatizing. I know. But you know, we're here today. Look at and us. I thank God that um, when I see people of our generation that we're stuck still with standing. it. Yeah. And you know, they didn't do everything right, but I, I'm i thankful for being taught and preached to the truth and had a network of friends and family. And yeah. oh, those things are so important. I mean, yeah. That you can um, have friends that share your same values and go to these events and I rallies. Rallies were everything. Youth rallies were oh my word! When we could go to a youth rally and fix your hair fix and your put hair. your Leslie Lux on, oh girl. Hey, so for extra content, we should go and post our pictures of our Leslie Lux dresses. Okay, we're gonna on do the it. Facebook. So if you want extra content, you want to follow us. You know, join our Facebook page for the Moral Support Podcast. Because we're going to be putting, um, for all the newer episodes, we're going to be putting extra content there. So yeah, that'll be fun. We want some interaction from you guys. All right. Do we have time for a little bit of a lightning round? Let's oh, try to do it. We're we a little bit over it. time, but let's go for it. Round. All right. I'm ready. Go I'm for ready. it. You don't have one ready for me? No, I thought you had one. I ready. thought you had one ready. This is not lightning at oh, all. Okay. This is very thundery. <laughs> I don't know. What, okay. Um, would you rather have more time or more money? Time. Time. Uh, name a, Did we already do name a song that makes you happy? Yeah, I think so, but I don't think I answered. What is a song that makes you happy? Because I have so many. I, we talked about having music that just... Used to, back in the day, my go-to hype song was, uh, since we're talking 80s, this is actually probably 90s, was Do Not Pass Me By. Yes. MC Hammer. Not, my dad's name is MC Hammer, but I'm talking about... MC. Okay, so we'll also post a link to that on our Facebook page because if you need a jam, what is the last sermon you remember hearing? Uh, Brian's Father's Day message was called "The Men We Need." Oh wow, it was powerful. And my husband's message on Father's Day was "Songs for Summer." There, uh, another verse. There's another verse. Like, wow, don't stop singing in in the middle. 
there's another verse uh, that things turn around because I'm talking about David, how he always moans and groans in his Psalms. But yes, oh, the, um, many are the increase that trouble me. You know, many are the rays up against me. Yes. Say my soul, there's no hope, help for him in God, but thou, oh, oh Lord, Lord, are a shield yeah. without me. Also, uh, oh, no, we, we, we got a lightning rounded out. I don't think I have enough lightning to make this round, but uh, this is the last uh, one I have is what's the most interesting thing in your wallet or purse? Tide pin? That's not interesting. That's not interesting. I have a giraffe with the expandable neck. Why? Because Savannah bought it for me as a special prize. She bought us all prizes. I'm sure on vacation. more and interesting, because I I'm, think of it. She said, I'm always willing to put my neck out for others and, and look uh, above high, at that is higher rad. things. That is so Isn't rad. that so rad? That is so rad. <laughs> okay. That we, is so I think we've got to wrap it up and... Take this thing out to um, back to the modern modern days, and I can't think of any more '80s words. Psych! I actually can. This is not bogus. This is totally a big whoop. No, big whoop means not a big deal. <laughs> we really did live in the '80s, folks. We really did. We got to. It was totally gnarly. We got. Go take a chill pill.